An advanced jet trainer, the T-5 Brave Eagle, has been spotted at Taidong's Zhihang Air Base for the first time. The first of 33 to be stationed there, Brave Eagle was photographed running test flights over the past two days. Its presence drew a flock of plane enthusiasts eager to see it in its new home. Let's go now to a military expert. I think these flights are particularly significant, though not in a technical sense. Taidong's Zhihang Air Base is one of the two bases where Brave Eagles will be stationed. Brave Eagles will be fundamental to the Air Force. They will be the crucible where pilots are forged. After all, once Brave Eagles enter service, whether you're a pilot of a Mirage jet, an F-16 or an indigenous defense fighter, you'll have been trained on a Brave Eagle. Zhihang Air Base has been hit by tragedy over the past half year, with three of its pilots losing their lives in two accidents. The Defense Ministry plans to station two Brave Eagles at the base by the end of the year, and all 33 by 2024. The jets will replace an aging F-5 fleet that's currently used for pilot training. President Tsai Ing-wen says Taiwan will aim for net-zero carbon emissions by 2050. Speaking at an Earth Day event on Thursday morning, Tsai said her government had begun putting together a plan to achieve her climate change goals. She said Taiwan will continue to work with other countries to slow the effects of global warming. Later in the afternoon, Tsai met with environmental groups, as she has every Earth Day for the past five years. President Tsai greets the U.S. de facto ambassador with an elbow tap at the 2021 Social Design Action Forum held on Earth Day. Tsai said that in the face of climate change, Taiwan will not sit idle as the world seeks solutions. Under the coordination of our executive yuan, our government has already begun evaluating what Taiwan needs to do to achieve net zero carbon emissions by 2050. Putting a stop to global warming is one of the key challenges of our generation. As I said earlier, Taiwan cannot sit on the sidelines of this challenge. We must seek out opportunities to cooperate with other countries and create mutually beneficial outcomes. The AIT is also working hard to find solutions, and we are continuing to cooperate with Taiwan. Climate change has emerged as one of the greatest challenges of our day. After the sustainability forum, Tsai continued her Earth Day tradition of meeting with environmentalist groups. Before their encounter, the activists held a press conference where this man in pink was the center of attention. First, they should stop construction at the Datan LNG terminal project. Then, they should consider relocating it, moving it away from the Datan coast and waters. That is the plan to think about. Amid controversy over the Datan project, the president came to her meeting prepared. In her opening remarks, she spelled out the government's position. It's recently come to my attention that quite a few civic organizations have held various meetings on reef protection. Government units have been proactively participating in these meetings. We have already accelerated our evaluation process for alternative solutions. I hope you can all stay open to all the various possibilities. We want it moved outside the 5-kilometer range. If it is outside this range, then of course we would consider it and happily so. If it is not outside that range, then, to be frank, any talk of moving it rings empty to us. Tsai said that on the issue of Taiwan's energy transition, the government and the private sector have overcome many challenges together in the past. She assured environmentalists that this case would be no exception. 
With the development of new panel technology, smart displays are finding more and more applications in fields as far-ranging as retail and surgery. The Industrial Technology Research Institute is showcasing some of its latest smart display technologies now under commercial development by top industry players. One is an interactive display that lets users control an elevator without touching its buttons. Another is a see-through panel that can be used to assist doctors in brain surgery. Through this transparent screen, a brain surgeon can see the operating field while viewing graphical annotations on the display. Besides its uses in the medical field, smart display technology also has everyday applications, like these contactless elevator buttons that turn science fiction films into a reality. We've rounded up many technical projects with excellent commercial potential for today's exhibition. Our view is that in the future, the display panel industry should develop some new applications with higher added value. The MOEA has teamed up with eTree to drive innovation in smart displays, working with Taiwan Display Union Association, Inelux, Darwin Precisions and other industry players. So far, eTree's tech transfers are valued at up to 300 million NT, with potential applications in fields like smart health Healthcare, disease prevention and innovative manufacturing. We've undergone an industry transformation with panel manufacturers by combining Taiwan's two strongest industries, semiconductors and panels, to forge a new path for semiconductor packaging. Whether it's in high-precision surgery, shopping, or even in cars as augmented reality windshields, smart display technologies have immense potential to improve lives and to make Taiwan's panel industry more competitive. Taiwan will hold a regional qualifier for the International Supermodel Contest, which is now in its ninth edition. Models can sign up to show a panel of judges they truly have what it takes to strut fashion runways and pose in photo shoots. Registration closes July 15th. For Mosa News, reporter Stephanie Yang takes us in for a sneak peek of the glam and glitz in store. Russian supermodel Alina Hafiatilova struts down the runway wearing a gown by French designer Vanita Deng. The dress emphasizes social action. Also showcased at the show are designs by French fashionista Karl Lagerfeld. This was the media preview of the 2021 International Supermodel Contest. And today they will showcase two designers that are very involved into social action. One of them is, um, is helping young people in the suburb in France to access employment, and the other one is using Ocean Debris to uh, design and create the clothes. We can help them as well to, to introduce them, uh, people in France, and see how they can cooperate and bridge uh, their idea between France and Taiwan. I think this dress is very unique. There is a very long skirt at the back, which looks very special. I feel very comfortable and very beautiful. The International Supermodel Contest is in its ninth edition this year. Competitions have been held every year in different countries, including Canada, the US, Japan, China, Italy, and Thailand. This year, Taiwan will hold a regional contest of its own for the first time. The competition is open for online registration from April 8th till July 15th. For the regional round, contestants will participate in a series of shoots around Taiwan. The champion of the Taiwan Regional will get the opportunity to get signed by an international agency and participate in Fashion Week shows. They'll also have the opportunity to serve as a spokesperson for international brands in Asia, Europe and the US. 
Only the top finalists will be eligible to advance to the Asian leg of the contest. We are very happy that Taiwan can host one of the 27 regional contests for the ninth International Supermodel Contest. In previous editions, Taiwanese contestants have had to buy their own tickets to participate in overseas regionals. Amid the pandemic, we are excited to see our contestants' great performance. We have models of various nationalities participating. It's an educational experience that can also provide contestants with an international experience. To further international exchanges, we've also invited the French Chamber of Commerce as well as French and Taiwanese designers. The competition isn't just open to models. Designers can also take part by providing the designs to showcase on the runway. Taiwan's sustainable fashion designer Owen Chen, who has previously designed for Lady Gaga, created a dress inspired by ocean conservation. My Ocean series uses discarded but usable materials to breathe new life into them. Like on the fourth floor of Yongle Market, there are many Taiwanese designer brands. These brands don't just feature Taiwanese characteristics. There are some designers like Owen Chen who integrate a lot of environmentally friendly elements. There is a pier in Chen. I hope that when you visit the area and do some tourism there, you can take your rubbish away with you. Let's not let our oceans get polluted. Taiwanese fashion designers Wu Liangyi and Li Jixiang have designed dresses that were inspired by two folk deities, Mazu and the Golden Mother of the Jade Pond. My garments use a lot of craftsmanship using the techniques of temple tile art. It features a lot of twisting and winding. With the pandemic and the recent tragedies, I hope the gods bless Taiwan. The headpieces I made use high-quality Taiwanese lace. The fabric of the lace is quite soft, so I used a lot of techniques to make it harder. The headpiece took three months to make. The winners of the first round of the regional contests will be announced on July 30th. Then an intermediary contest will be held on August 10th, with training running from August 15th to August 31st. Final contest ceremony for Taiwan will be held in September. For most of the news, Stephanie Yang, Luo Zhizhong in Taipei. Taiwan stocks saw volatile trading on Thursday, spending most of the morning in positive territory before plunging to end 105 points lower. During morning trade, the TIEX peaked at an all-time intraday high of 17,428 points, led by steel and shipping. But the mood turned sharply after midday as investors dumped shares in the same sectors, ending the session lower 0.61% at 17,096 points. Turnover reached a historic high of 644.9 billion NT. One of the day's most volatile stocks was Yangming Marine Transport, which was up 9% before crashing down to close nearly 5% lower. Evergreen Marine was also up 9% at its intraday high, and it closed down by nearly 4%. The health minister says he will lift Taiwan's mask mandate once enough people are vaccinated against COVID-19. He was asked after Israel, where more than 50% of its population has received two jabs, rescinded its outdoor masking rule. Currently, Taiwan requires face masks in eight types of public spaces, including healthcare facilities, religious centers and entertainment venues. Doctors say they don't see Taiwan's mask rules being dropped before the end of the year. Thursday was day two for out-of-pocket vaccine clinics at 31 hospitals, most of which were fully booked. At Taipei Tsiji Hospital, 200 people came for their shot in one day. 
Even so, national vaccination rates are low compared to countries like Israel, where more than 50 percent of the population have been inoculated. Days earlier, Israel had lifted its outdoor mask mandate in light of its vaccination success. Officials were asked Wednesday about when Taiwan will do the same. Taiwan no home. Here in Taiwan, I think we will soon stop requiring face masks. I think we'll do that soon. We will still recommend wearing them, though. Health Minister Chen said the mask mandate will be lifted once enough people are vaccinated. One doctor says a good goal is 60 percent coverage, and he says he doesn't see the mask rule going away this year. Not if people are the way they've been. They've had an extremely low tolerance for outbreaks, even small ones. For instance, small clusters of 10 people or so have been enough to trigger extreme anxiety. If a population is highly sensitive, easing the rules will be very hard. But if people have a higher tolerance for outbreaks, the government can relax some restrictions. Ideally, you want at least 60 percent of the population to be vaccinated. At that point, you can do anything. Meanwhile, former CDC head Su Yiren says the pandemic will only start to wane once there's 30 or 40 percent coverage. As of Wednesday, only 34,000 people have been vaccinated in Taiwan. That's just 1.4 percent of the population. Su says there's public uncertainty over AstraZeneca vaccines while there are still no local alternatives available. With these two factors contributing to vaccine reluctance, he says it's too soon to talk about lifting the mask mandate. This year, the goal should be to take action to protect yourself. That is, every person should get a vaccine for self-protection. That is the goal for everyone this year. Achieving herd immunity in Taiwan by the end of the year will be a challenge. The physician says that although the pandemic may ease over the summer, the world must be on guard for virus mutations. He says that in Taiwan, the mask mandate should only be lifted if there's enough vaccine coverage. An exhibition of organic local food products has opened in Taipei. The initiative from the Agriculture and Food Agency wants to convince foodies to prioritize the environment when they look at the menu. Multiple celebrity chefs have lent their names and their recipes to the project. Break open a piece of this toast and its delicious aroma fills the room. Thomas Chen has the nickname the evil landlord of French cuisine, an ironic name for one whose cooking gives diners such pleasure. His Jade Purse Honey Toast uses local organic ingredients and Jade Purse Lychee from Kaohsiung's Dashu district, along with lychees and honey from Neiman district. It's not that organic ingredients taste no good. It depends on how you handle them. If more restaurants promoted organic ingredients, the price wouldn't be as high. In 2017, star baker Chen Yaoxun triumphed at the Mondial du Pain with his strawberry bread. He's also a fan of local produce. The dried strawberries in the loaf come from Miaoli's Dahu township, mixed with raspberries and rose petals to create an unforgettable bite. Since then, Chen made a trip to Ulai Shan to find ingredients for his new showstopper, the Magao pineapple cake. The two unlikely flavors marry perfectly in this deeply Taiwanese treat. I wanted to compete in a contest, so we want to see what kind of food could represent Taiwan or make the foreign judges think, wow, this is Taiwanese food, as they're eating it. That's the reason why I made those trips out from my kitchen. The Agriculture and Food Agency invited celebrity chefs to the event to promote green food culture, organic produce and eco-friendly dining. This market of eco-friendly lifestyle products features food as well as lots of useful items, all produced in less environmentally destructive ways. For example, this red heart guava jam. 
We also have these Taiwanese rose flowers, organic and all grown in Taiwan. We have secured a mutual certification system with five other countries, Japan, Australia, New Zealand, the U.S. and Canada, so that our organic produce can be certified and then sold directly to these partner countries. For foodies, finding ways to reduce the harm done to the earth is becoming more and more of a talking point. With delicacies as tempting as this, it's hardly a struggle. Now, a new study of attractiveness has produced a formula for Asia's favorite face shape. Researchers compared the attractiveness of different faces and discovered a statistical pattern. They say the key determinant of perceived attractiveness is the relationship between chin and cheekbones. They also pointed out that many of the oval faces seen in the media are the result of cosmetic surgery. The one and only Ling Jiling attracts attention every time she leaves the house. It's not just her elegance and her figure. There's something about her face itself which just seems perfect. Now, scientists say they can pin down the perfect face shape. What you need to look at is the point where the cheekbones are widest, and then the place down here where the angle between the bones is the widest. So from the front, if you divide this width by the width above, you get a percentage. If it's over 83 percent, we consider that a square face. The most attractive shape is an oval of 75 percent. That's the conclusion of researchers from National Yangming Jiao Tong University and Taipei Veterans General Hospital. Over 83 percent, they say, looks very square. A taper of 90 percent is rated the least attractive. But faces can be deemed unattractive if they're too square, too round, or conversely, too pointy. People have taken the faces of Korean ladies and compared them and found they almost all have exactly the same facial ratio. How come? I think many have had cosmetic surgery. It's often based on a ratio like this, which is the favorite face shape for most Asian people. The research may be used as data for those considering surgery on what face to go for. But let's not forget, attractiveness ratings are only averages. In reality, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. To a loving eye, everyone can be beautiful. Danish pastries are enjoyed by many across Taiwan, but the pandemic has hit Taiwan's European-style bakers hard. Expert bakers often travel to exchange with colleagues abroad and swap new recipes, but not during COVID. Two of Taiwan's top bakers have come together to inspire each other. Let's check out their latest creations. pastries, canale with crispy crusts and melting centers, creations of Mondial Dupin champion Chen Yaoshun. Working with his own teacher Zhang Jiahao, he also presents a Miguel pineapple brioche. You can taste sakura shrimp in this loaf, while durum wheat perks up this tomato ciabatta. The pineapple paste tart is piped into the brioche. Chen has reinvented his award-winning pastry, toning down the Miguel and mixing it with pineapple to create a more balanced treat. This time, the Miguel flavor is more secondary to the pineapple, so you can get to appreciate Miguel through the pineapple. The canelé has 27 layers and is made in the freezer at just 5 degrees to prevent any melting of layers. The extra layers give it an extra firm and crispy crust. Raspberry jam is a perfect sour note on top of the sweet. This recipe was the first pastry Chen studied with his teacher. 
刚开始 ，I was quite nervous at first. I had been studying baking for over ten years, but in the area I wasn't familiar with, there were lots of unknowns. So he 从来不看电视的 He said he never watched TV. I said, "Well, what do you do then?" And then he said he read about baking, and I thought, "Huh? This guy might really be something." Zhang also showed off a new recipe: bread flavored with panela or hilao and sakura shrimp, a savory delight. These sun-dried tomato ciabatta loaves are made with extra water added late, giving a water content of 70 to 80 percent. 皮会比较薄 That makes the crust thinner and makes more air bubbles. You have to bake it 10 degrees hotter than a normal loaf. Working together again, student and teacher inspire each other to create ever more inventive ways to enjoy bread. <laughs>